0: guys, my name is El De Niro and welcome to the Midnight Hour. This episode is a pretty ill-conceived and thrown together at the last minute type episode because um, last night, which was Thursday night, myself and Dr. John recorded a two and a half hour episode about the New World Order conspiracy theories, but we branched out in the middle of it, abandoned the topic and sort of talked about a lot of things happening in the world right now and um its relevance to the past and the future and uh different things about pop culture and stuff and it was a really good episode like we were both really happy with it and then the file uh the the audio recording was corrupt so we actually couldn't use it so Um, I put so much effort into that episode, we planned it out so well, I was so tired by the end of it because I felt this massive sense of relief from just all the stuff that we talked about, uh, so to not actually have the file recorded was basically a really crushing bro, a crushing bro, a crushing blow bro, to my, uh, you know, mental capacity, so, um, I... DM'd uh, Loosemore tonight. I was like, hey man, you want to come on the podcast and we can talk about movies for an hour and just talk about whatever. And uh, he was gracious enough to accept and I was delighted because A, I love talking about movies and B, I love talking about movies with Loosemore because I think uh, his perspective is similar enough to mine but um, you know, uh, captivating in a way and I I like to know his opinions on stuff. So um, what you're about to listen to if you do indeed choose to listen is... um, a unscripted unplanned unstructured episode of the podcast uh where myself and Luce Moore just kind of talk about movies and tv shows for the whole thing so i understand and appreciate that some of you don't care for movies or tv shows and you don't come to this podcast for that and to you i'm sorry honestly we had something else in mind it didn't come to fruition um it's out of my control and it fucking sucks to be quite honest with you like i was so angry last night um like it, it just it brought me down um but i'm really happy that uh Luce agreed to uh to record this episode so that's what's happening the intro music if you're wondering is something that i stole from uh, my friend steve's computer he told me not to use it he said he's not finished with it it's not nearly done it's just a rough thing but i really like it so i'm using it on my podcast and there's nothing he can do about it so um that's that if if for those of you who were wondering what it was, if it ever pops up in a song in future, you'll know where it came from, um, so, yeah, we're just gonna go into the episode, I don't even know what this episode is titled, again, I'm sorry if you didn't like this sort of format of the episode, but hey, if you do like it, leave a rating, let me know, leave a comment, go to the subreddit, all the links for everything will be in the description, buy a fucking t-shirt if you want, summer's coming up, you're gonna need to get into the habit of wearing short sleeves, You weirdos who usually wear long sleeves, people with tattoos and stuff like that. Um, I talk a little bit about my new job in the episode, too, for anyone who's interested in that kind of thing. Also, there's only like four minutes of wrestling talk, so if you uh, hear the opening bit and you're like, oh my god, this is wrestling, I don't like wrestling, it'll be over really soon. I promise. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you do, please do let me know. It would actually mean a lot because I was very down after what happened uh, with last night's episode. So um, anyway, I'm going to stop talking now. Uh, You're going to hear a little bit of music and then you'll hear the episode.
1: Peace! in the verse
0: can stop me. I'm joined today by Lewis Moore. It's a funny joke I made earlier.
2: Because he's the inventor of what? what's up.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And uh, today we're going to talk about stuff. We have no um, plan for this episode uh, because I recorded an episode with my doctor friend last night and um, my software that I used was like, lol, nope. So... I think we were we were talking about conspiracy theories, and we obviously touched on too much truth, if you know what I mean. Mm. And the New World Order came in, and they shut that shit down. I love Alex Jones so much. Um, but yeah, the New World Order and the Lizard people stopped us from releasing that episode. So we're actually recording this, like, four hours before you hear it, which is kind of like a thing that we never, ever, ever do. So we're, like, right up to date on Friday's news, like, mm. just you know, you want to talk about the bus air and strike? Fuck yeah,
2: there, there'll be no bit in this episode where we, we're like, we recorded this on Wednesday, so we don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We do know what's happening now.
0: But but yeah. we also live in a time where I can confidently say, regardless of what day it is, I can say, Jesus man, Trump's tweets this morning were fucking wildly inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, how have you been, Lewis Moore? Tell tell the people how you've been. It's been a while.
2: Um, well, I've I've lived. Tell, I mean, tell in, in tell, the tell them way. all the stuff you just told me about how you've been. Uh, all the all the stuff and the things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's been it's been a wild
0: wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> we're we we're, uh, we're on the road to WrestleMania. That like I mean we're coming up to WrestleMania now. Like it's probably yeah. the next left at this junction. I'd say.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not many turns left.
0: No, no. So that's pretty exciting. This is gonna be like the first time in four years. I think that I haven't watched it live because I have a new job now and I'm not allowed to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> What's your job? Oh my god! Right, I actually want to tell you about my job. Um. I I I won't tell you about the job itself. I'm a transfer agent. I work for uh I I move money around for 21 different funds and it's it's very boring. The word fun is in the word fund. Nothing to do with it though. Really weird.
2: Uh, um so they did just add the d for like a sort of like well, I would just well, we've got fun, but we'll just add another letter. It wasn't that at all. It was just completely different things.
0: Well, originally it was actually a lot of fun and what would happen is you would put your money into the fund um and then they would reply and say you just got fund as in like f-u-n apostrophe d d like, yeah you yeah. have been yeah, nice. funded. you know yeah. fun has fallen upon you you have been fun um uh, yeah. but then over time you know the the corporate bankers and the lizard mm. people they they took over the whole concept of, of yeah what it meant to have fun so funds aren't fun anymore and that is a fact um So anyway, uh, I work in a huge open plan office, probably like 100 people in my office, but uh, my section, my team, is like 12 people, um, of which I only know the names of about 6, but um, my desk is myself, there's someone next to me, someone in front of me, someone next to him, so it's like a bank of four, and then there's another bank of four in front, and the two guys that's the one guy sits next to me, one guy sits in front of me, and they're both huge wrestling fans, or at least they know an awful lot about wrestling and uh, so we've every single day is wrestling trivia day now and the guys in the bank across from us
1: also <laughs> really
0: like wrestling, but not to the same degree. like they liked it up until like 95. So like oh right okay they they even cut off before like the attitude era really kicked yeah oh yeah yeah they have no they they know nothing about the attitude era but they'll tell you how many people's hair as beefcake cut back in the day but it's right. like it's like the wrestling trivia is a thing in the office now like it's it's not just a thing that the nerds do like it's a full-on thing that happens Mm -hmm. and there's always two completely separate wrestling conversations going on about two completely different eras in wrestling and i work for a fund department in a financial fucking corporation so um
2: yeah no it's it's so so you're like swapping like money around and or you should be but what you're actually doing is like talking about Razor Ramon's chest hair or something. Ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I am literally <laughs> moving like millions of euros into a hedge fund while talking about what X Pac's name was when he debuted.
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so
2: good. But why can't that? But then brings me to the original. Why can't working at that place where you talk about wrestling a lot? Why can't you watch WrestleMania? Uh, yeah, because regardless of the wrestling
0: thing our hours are nine to five <laughs> and wrestlemania concludes at like 5 a.m so it's pretty bad but uh you could just do
2: that time and just not sleep
0: yeah yeah me and you watch wrestle well, what wrestlemania was that it wasn't the last one was it it was the nah, it, was it was the lesnar less, no. reigns one,
2: reigns one yeah, the man.
0: greatest main event in the history of wrestlemania i think that pop for Rollins, it's
2: just amazing.
0: But Yeah, and just the match itself, like, Roman it was Reigns so spitting a tooth into the ring. It was, oh, it's so good. I watch it back on the network regularly, and just, like, I, I just... I, I, I don't know what this is, but I go like, oh, so good! Whatever that yeah, is, yeah, that's yeah. what I do. Hmm. Um, yeah, so... Uh, why did we start talking? Oh, yeah, Wrestlemania in full swing. Are you going to watch it, actually?
2: Um... I might do. Um i the the network said to me i do that thing i send you an email like uh if you have six days to sign up for your free road to wrestlemania network thing and you think yeah i mean who would like not do that and then i haven't done (laughs) it for the past like six times they sent me an email but uh i should do like really i mean i think until april
0: you can log into my network anytime you want it's... or I
2: could just do that as I did last time yeah, um,
0: it's totally fine by me
2: I, don't I might watch it um, I'm not, I mean some of it just like isn't like the Lesnar Goldberg thing doesn't do anything for me really I, 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 but yeah some yeah, other matches do like um, I want to see what they do with Reigns and take him that's quite interesting yeah, um,
0: I hope Reigns slaughters him, just for just for the outrage. And the... I just
2: don't, yeah, because I don't know where, like, it's going to go. Like, that's the interesting thing. Like, every year, like, is this going to be the year where, like, someone, like, puts over the Undertaker, like, or the Undertaker like, underta- puts over somebody, and it was, like, they did it for Lesnar, and, like, because now he's unstoppable, and, like, yeah. oh, this is amazing. But, like, are they not going to do it for Reigns? Like, surely they want Reigns to be the future of the company. So if Taker beats him... I don't know. It's just it's one of them weird things where they do invest in the way you're like this has to be the thing they do and then they they don't do it and you think what why?
0: It's so annoying. Like I don't really watch anymore. I I, I watched Fast Lane because I had the day off work the next day and I watched the Rumble because it's the Rumble. You watch that every year. Regard if you don't watch wrestling, yeah. you watch the Royal Rumble. That's just a yeah. Thing even even
2: if you don't watch wrestling, you watch the Royal. Yeah. Rumble. Even
0: if you've never seen wrestling before in your life, well you have because you saw the Rumble every year because you watch yeah. the Rumble um but uh yeah the fans have ruined wrestling the the constant fucking like booing of roman reigns and the like oh get finn Balor in and give him the title and then they did that and then like seth rollins injured him and then they i don't it's just it it's i'm actually making a wrestling podcast with a buddy of mine um So, I know that a lot of people, most people who listen to this show don't actually like wrestling. So, fear not. I am making a wrestling podcast. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I'll I'll probably discuss what I think. Because I I have a lot of, like, things to say about the people booing Roman Reigns and why they're wrong. But they think they're so right. They think it's this real righteous anger. And it's like, it's not, lads. You're watching a reality TV show. Like, you, Mm. you can't keep acting as if you are the writer of it you're not
1: like yeah it's a soap
0: opera yeah it doesn't belong to you you don't get to have a say in it like that you know like and then that's not i don't know fuck it i don't want to talk about it anymore fuck everybody (laughs) and everything um what was the main thing that i was going to talk about um tv shows are you keeping up with homeland
2: no, I, I stopped watching Homeland. I haven't seen any of this season of Homeland. Yeah, Dom, but I it's I, I bad. Think you, yeah, like you did tweet out saying it was garbage or whatever.
0: I probably so. did. I, I have a habit of over um blowing everything that I say, but it's it it's not good anyway. It's not working. It's convoluted. It's messy. It's just they should have done a thing. They 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 teased a thing. They were I, I won't spoil it because a lot of people wait till it's done so they can watch it all in one go. They they teased a thing that they were gonna do in the last season and they didn't go through with it and now they're suffering the consequences of it because they're stuck with these muddled pieces of a storyline that are not really coming together nicely at all and also mm. the season would make a whole lot more fucking sense if hillary clinton was elected president but because trump is president watching homeland in tandem with a trump america it doesn't make sense it like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just culturally does not fit the narrative so um yeah th- th- that's, that's, th- that's
2: probably the case for a lot of things though isn't it like a lot of political shows Yeah, I
1: guess.
0: I think Homeland is probably the only one that I've ever really stuck to, though, you know?
2: mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, do you think. I mean, obviously, a bigger question for Homeland is once, like, Brody. Was Brody. His name was Brody, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Once Brody died, was that it for the show? I mean, I watched. Maybe I watched a season or two after that, but, like. I mean, in in terms of that show, it's like. Those first two seasons were amazing. Yeah. uh, Because of that, that twist, but. I mean, once a show has that sort of thing where it does that, where that that one element is the thing that keeps you hooked, and then they, okay, he's dead. Or you know, spoiler alert. Well, uh, it's
0: it's all it's not really a spoiler now. It's old enough that we can openly talk about it.
2: So that's true. Yeah, he dies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <coughs> yeah. yeah so is it worth like that, or do you think they could have gone like we're two, which we're three seasons of incredible. Like drama, and then that's it, or do you show like that they have to continue? I guess it's not like the BBC where they can just be like, We're gonna do two seasons and then we're out. So I guess they have to do like,
1: Yeah,
0: I th- I think
2: the first season was brilliant, the second season was
0: brilliant, the third season was um very good in parts, and then just. Which if... season did he die? Uh, season three. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he lasted yeah. a long he lasted way longer than he should have. They should have killed him off. In, i like I think he should have blown up the room full of the he should have done that terror thing that he was going in the to. end of season one yeah i i I resent that he ended up having a relationship with Carrie and I don't like the way they use Carrie that way it's so um it's just so obvious you know like mm. but um season four I think was. I don't know what season we're on now. I think we're on season seven. But either way, the last season before this one was my favorite Homeland season ever. It was brilliant. It covered the refugee crisis and made commentary on that. It was set in Germany. So, like, I guess it was more relevant to us as Europeans. And um, whatever. The season before that one, though, was meh. And season three was okay in parts. And then the first two were brilliant. Like, I legit popped... When Abu Nazir got killed, like I jumped out of my seat and I was like, "Yes!" You
1: know, yeah. like
0: that—that's the kind of show. Not a lot of shows make me do that. Um, of course, I do it every time a zombie takes a bullet to the head on The Walking Dead, but that's... oh
2: yeah, every time.
0: <laughs> or a knife to the head, or a fucking—what mm-hmm. did Maggie use? The uh, what do you call those things that they use to dig a garden? It's like a little spade thing. What are they called? A trowel or a a shovel? Nah, it's like. I know what the word shovel is. It's yeah, like but a... you,
2: you said shovel. Like I'm like you were like confused. They you just...
1: <laughs> yeah, like I, I had a stroke.
0: So it almost certainly begins with T R. It's a little little diggy thing. Anyway, Maggie used one of those to kill a zombie on the recent <laughs> episode of The Walking Dead, which was yeah, which was
2: edge of your seat stuff. As did as you see? A... Did you watch the new, the latest episode?
1: Mm. Mm. I did. Yeah.
2: It's hmm I think meandering is the kindest way you can put the last two episodes it's so
0: close to being the greatest show ever made so like I know that that's an outrageous thing to say but it it is actually so close to doing that like mm. when the walking dead is good it's brilliant but when it I, I don't know it's like it's like they're like all right guys we've got an hour and a half of the best television ever seen Let's stretch this out into forty eight episodes it's
1: just like, <laughs> Oh my it's, it's
2: weird that I think that, that at times it feels like they're kind of scared of telling uh a, a real i don't know but like they do these episodes where you're like I, that wasn't was that necessary yeah like, completely. is that part of an overarching story like I get like some episodes in like a dra- of like a twenty four episode drama there's gonna be some filler. Because they have to have twenty-four episodes or twenty-three or whatever it is in a season full, uh, like usually forty-minute show. But The Walking Dead is longer than forty minutes because it's on AMC. You should have and said. And they only that. have like thirteen episodes or or however many they have. So it's they don't. Like, it's don't like twenty have... or something, isn't it?
0: Is it twenty episodes? Yeah, yeah, they do a mid-season break. That's why it seems like more. Oh, uh, that's that's
2: confusing. Yeah. Yeah
0: you should have said um you should have said it's not like 24 where they have to have i don't know what is it 23 or 25 episodes i'm
1: not sure yeah (laughs) Um, yeah
0: it it is it's just full of filler the the latest the the latest like story arc of uh rosita being like sad and dead inside is like oh my god you've done this how many fucking times now
2: yeah it's it's almost like they're doing that thing where they're overplaying the fact. It's The Walking Dead, you guys. The people are The Walking Dead. I know. They're the ones who are dead inside. <laughs> Don't you get it? And we're like, yeah, no, it's been seven seasons. We get it. Like, they are the ones. Yeah, yeah, okay, we get it. Like the yeah.
0: audience, every single episode is like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so true. It's so annoying. Like it's.
2: If I, I don't know. It, it, they've got like 12 titular characters, which they've each got to have an arc where they're like dead inside. Like, yeah. Oh, Which one of the characters hasn't been dead inside yet? Okay, it's Rosita. She's going to be the one who's like having emotional issues. She's not coping well with the end of the world.
0: Um, yeah, we'll put her with Sasha, who's gone through the same thing. Uh, oh, we've got nothing for dead inside Rick to do. Oh, let's have him farm for seven episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah. Having to yeah. plant some vegetables and talk to Herschel about life, like, ah, yeah, it's such a frustrating show. So close to being the best ever, but just, I don't know, squeezing the life out of it piece by piece. Um, mm. uh, so a show I really wanted to talk about is The Expanse, and um, I'm sorry for those of you that don't watch TV shows, but you know it's my podcast, so you can fuck up. No, um, it's April Fool's Day, that's why I said that um the expanse is a space opera show and i think it might be the best piece of science fiction television in what year is firefly 2007 we'll say 10 years um it's incredible uh season one is slow burning but to its credit i would say that it keeps the intensity up for the entire episode so while you feel like nothing actually happens A lot happens, and you get introduced to the vastness of the universe they create. And then season two, which is airing currently, is just so fucking good. Like, it's just, it's so satisfying to see everything coming together. And the pace has been upped so much, and it's all of a sudden just this incredible show. And uh, you really respect how they took ten episodes to sort of lay the groundwork for what was to come because it's basically set in a i think it's 200 years into the future and earth is earth and mars has been colonized and uh, terraformed by earth but mars and earth don't actually like each other mars is like an entire military nation it's like it's so republican basically and earth is like the democrat type thing blue and red obviously Um, And for anyone who's like, oh, you always bring politics into it, like, I'm on Mars' side. Um, Then in the middle there's a thing called the Belt, which is just a series of asteroids that, like, there's different stations on them and they're mining colonies and miners are, they basically represent the oppressed and the underclass and they are a group of people who are always on the receiving end of every negative thing that happens between Earth and Mars, who are, like, these two privileged um planets that have you know like no poverty or anything like that but every time they make a big decision it affects the belt people born on the belt have lower life expectancy because of the gravity conditions that they live in and stuff like that Mm. and um like so that whole thing is happening and then there's um a sort of a space voyage aspect of the show with uh james holden and uh some other people dominic tipper uh dominique tipper Tripper? Tipper? I think it's Tipper. She plays one of the... She's great. Um, and then Thomas Jane is in it, and he plays, like, this noir detective guy from, like, a 60s show, and it's fucking incredible. Um, so there's, like, two different stories that go on in season one. It, season one's good. Like, I, I didn't give it enough whatever um but season two is amazing and i just think everyone should watch the expanse it's great science fiction television there's no reason to not be watching it right now you know
2: what kind of uh like budget like does it when it does spacey things are you thinking uh it doesn't look great or are you thinking ah, oh, that actually looks quite good for tv or how do you like it um... looks
0: and feels fantastic
2: Oh really? Yeah, you feel like there there's so many
0: different space stations and different moons and and different mining colonies, and you genuinely feel like you are in all of those different worlds, and you can feel the difference between all of them. It's um. It's
2: does some... it like borrow from other sci? Are they, like? I mean, obviously this is like uh. Does it borrow from like like you know that feel of like Star Trek, or is it more like aliens? You know that that sci-fi feel of you know we're like colonizing planets from aliens and stuff like that, or it's... is it?
0: It's actually. How would you it? I would honestly describe it as something that's not like anything I've seen before. Like, I, so I'm a huge Firefly fan. I think Firefly borrowed a lot from Star Trek. I think there's a very Star Trekky feel and also a Star Warsy feel. Um, there's a lot of cliches in Firefly. I think it uses them very well, but they're cliches nonetheless. The like witty quips that people make in it. There's none of that in The Expanse. It's very, very raw and just real. It's like they've created this, um, politically charged sort of edgy world where every, and I say edgy in the sense that everyone is on edge. There's like so much tension in it and you feel like you're sort of looking at this powder keg that's so close from, uh, Earth and Mars going to war with each other and the belt being stuck in the middle. And it's like, you can sympathize with the people in the belt and the, why they feel the way they do, why they sympathize with like terrorist factions and stuff. And then there's one of the characters that follows closely is a politician on Earth, and she's awesome. Like, a great, great character. It it does take you a few episodes to warm to her, though, I will say that. Um, and Mars didn't really get a lot of attention in the first season, but in the second season, they really, really do. Um, so it's not like... It's it's more serious than any other sci-fi thing, you know? There, there's, like, mm. no slapstick stuff in it. There There's lots of funny moments, don't get me wrong, but not to the same... Wink at the camera degree that other shows would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Firefly
2: was kind of the original Marvel movie, if you like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think because obviously it was Joss Whedon and he did the Avengers, but he is very much that kind of filmmaker, isn't he? Like, can you imagine uh, if Joss
0: Whedon directed Guardians of the Galaxy?
2: I mean, it would be just the Avengers, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, I guess. I like. I I think Guardians of the Galaxy is awesome, anyway. But I, I think a Joss Whedon one would maybe be a little bit better possibly i don't know
2: i mean yeah, i mean i guess like give him chris pratt and like watch him like like do witty quips like 100 percent of the time i guess but watch yeah. him
0: make a likable character out of chris pratt because nobody's done that yet come at me haters <laughs> like, yeah i have a problem with chris pratt and i, I don't know what it is i'm just like i'm I'm tired of him already, and I don't even know him like like every like people are huge fans of him, and I didn't really care about him, but I was like,'ll oh, i check out Jurassic world because I like
2: that I, th- I think the problem is like he was incredibly good in parks and Recreation, if you ever saw that, but yeah, see, I've
0: never seen that, so I think that's why I don't appreciate
2: it. but he's almost a secondary character in that, and he's not on screen all the time. he's not one of the main characters he's kind of like a side well he is one of the main characters, but he's not given as much. Plot time as like the main character leslie or whatever yeah Uh, and but i think in movies you're kind of like because he's so likable everyone the the movie business is kind of like look how likable he is you know yeah yeah it totally is like look at look look at look at the things he's doing isn't that likable and but then he's not really that likable in in his movies like he's he's charming obviously but like um he's not particularly likable at all. Like in uh if you've seen Magnificent Seven I haven't. Not- Is it good? Uh it's alright. I mean it's not as good as the original. Yeah. Uh but it's a decent enough sort of action Western type thing. Well I I mean Denzel Washington's amazing and everything, so yeah, I'll pretty enough. much always watch a Denzel Washington movie but I, uh, I
0: um I love that thing Denzel does when he's angry and he sort of stutters like on purpose. He's like, mm. "What? What? What do you? You know, like." I don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that... he did that
2: so amazing in Training Day. That was yeah, like...
0: Training Day was brilliant, and in um in American Gangster, I think as well. Yeah, he
2: did that too. Yeah, yeah. He's just a good actor. He's he amazing. He's like sixty-five. Just um, a ca- it's a
0: unbelievable how old he is.
2: Yeah, I know, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> he just does not look it at all. Yeah. But um, to your point about Chris Pratt, I do agree. Um, My, uh, you know, Eugene, he's a a mutual friend of ours for the listeners. Mm. Um, He has a lot of um, good insight into the movie world. Um, He'd make a great guest on this show. But he, um, he says, like, I I, I did the Chris Pratt rant to him and he goes, sure, look, do you sure? Look is a thing that Irish people say when they're saying, listen. Uh, So he goes, sure, look do you think Jennifer Lawrence is in all these movies because of her acting ability alone? It's like, no, it's because she's a big personality off screen. Like, she's quirky and, you know, full of personality, basically. And Chris You Pratt's know that
2: thing. she sells movies in those fucking uh, movie junket things where they go on and, like, they do, like, five-minute interviews to, like, the press. That's where they sell those movies, because yeah, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence, Chris Pratt, Will Smith, Robert Downey Jr., people like that. Just sell those movies even if those movies are fucking terrible, yeah, did you um, see Logan by the way haven't have, haven't seen it yet no
0: oh, I'm so surprised you're such a comic book nerd like
2: I know yeah I don't know why I haven't seen it i i just I just never saw it i mean i I watched Scotland instead, and I told you about it, but there's it n- nothing against Scotland it's just not how yeah I, I to be honest, I was too harshly critical of it, but I think because I'm just annoyed with Hollywood taking big things and making other things fight bigger things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, you know, did you like Godzilla?
2: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I loved it.
2: But, uh, but I mean, because obviously, I don't know if you've seen Skull Island, but the end of it, like, their main goal is to make Godzilla fight King Kong in the next one, aren't they?
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, that's, um... I haven't seen Skull Island, but I know from the fact that they're making a, a kong versus godzilla movie that that's what they're going for
1: but yeah
0: it's annoying because i thought godzilla was great and i thought it wasn't tacky and it wasn't it, it like there's so much beautiful cinematography in that movie um you like the main character what's his name the guy aaron taylor johnson i think is his name yeah um he's married to like a 74 year old or something by the way you should look that up it's really weird but um
2: yeah, she's, like, 50 with, like, uh, children almost his age. Yeah, I think. yeah. It's yeah. Up. When
0: when they first met, he was, like, 17 or something. Mm. Really weird. But, um, yeah, Godzilla, like, he he's, he's not really that good of a, an action hero guy. Like, he has, like, no charisma in that movie at all. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. made a really bold decision to kill off um, Hal from Malcolm in the Middle early on. So it's, like, th- there's no real, like, star in that movie when you're actually watching it. The Olsen girl is amazing um ashley olsen i think (laughs) just kidding um Mm. it's the older one elizabeth is her name isn't it elizabeth Olson. yeah so she she's really good in the movie but like she she doesn't get the screen time of of uh of taylor johnson but like there's like nothing going on like no character for you to root for as such but the cinematography itself becomes the centerpiece of that movie like that halo jump scene is like honestly in my top five greatest scenes of the last decade if not more um and, and like it's so good, it's just it holds its own by being a great piece of cinematography. Where I I haven't seen Skull Island, but I but I assume it's not quite the same. Although the teasers did look really good
2: with the apocalypse now uh, mirage sun effect thing. Yeah, I mean, there's not because it's set in the seventies. I mean, I, you'd have to see it, and I'd I'd interested to see what you think of it. But I mean, I, I think to me it tried. Really hard to be good. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like people like me to like it. Like, look at the '70s soundtrack. They're playing movie like music that you might like. Look at it's King Kong fighting monsters, and John Goodman's here, and that guy from all the British stuff, Loki. The guy, he's great. He's he's in it too. (laughs) And I'm just like, yeah, okay. But the, the overriding thing is like, it's a monster fighting other ridiculous monsters. Uh, you know, it could, it, like I said to you, it could be Megatron versus fucking like, Optimus Prime yeah. in the island. It just, I'm getting like a little bit. So, I need, I need more to keep me. Like for you, like that that Godzilla thing, like the cinematography was great, and like it's okay, like in Kong, but. I
1: don't
0: know. Uh, I I don't like the idea of them dragging Godzilla into that world, because it's like, lads, let Gareth Edwards work away with the Godzilla universe, because he has done a phenomenal job with that movie, and monsters before that. He's a guy that doesn't need the flashy sort of throwing things at things, like Michael Bay aspect of movies. I I don't know, it's just, I was excited for Godzilla 2, but now... I'm not
2: because as, as there's a, I have a mate of mine at work who we we know a lot about movies and we like talk about it. Um, and we just we can't get around the thing that like Godzilla versus King Kong will be Batman versus Superman, won't it? Like it's yeah. quite clearly it's two things that they so badly want to come together and work that it's just going to be Batman versus Super- like Godzilla will find out that King Kong's mother has the same name <laughs> and then they'll just not fight each other anymore. So like. <laughs> You know? Why are you
0: saying
1: Mrs. Kong? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> what's, uh, it's, it's, the Godzilla and King Kong are just gonna team up to take on Death Lord or Megadeth or, what's the fucking bad guy in Superman that they take on? Death? Spiral? Oh, uh, yeah, I know who you Apocalypse.
2: mean. Apocalypse? Yeah. Uh, Apocalypse? No, what, what was his name? Oh. I don't know, it's a play on words. It, isn't it's an it? it's end like, of
0: the world thing, I think.
2: Yeah, like because there's so many Superman, Superman bad guys that are like Dark Side, <laughs> is, but it's spelt differently. Spelt <laughs> like, okay, what is said. It. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I, I, I actually asked, "Have you seen Logan?" Just because have you have you seen at least the Instagram uh, video of Hugh Jackman doing the acting bit for when he's running through the woods and he's like, "Do you know what I mean?" He's running on a treadmill. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, he's doing like the voiceover. Almost, yeah, he's doing it? the yeah, audio yeah, yeah.
0: dub for uh, Wolverine yeah. running the fire, and this is Hugh Jackman acting. He's running on a treadmill, and he's like, Gargh! Gargh! Yeah. Wolverine, smash!" And, yeah. Uh, so when it ends, he's like, he kind of comes out of character and just goes, "Hi." And he's the greatest guy in the world. And um, I I absolutely love, love, love and get endless enjoyment from thinking about the parallel between Hugh Jackman being like, well, you know, I am the greatest uh, personification of a character on the big screen ever. And I just go in and out of character like that. And Jared Leto being like, I must send dead rats and used condoms to Marco Robbie so that I can be the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fucking hell, man. Just, Jesus Christ. But, um, Logan was awesome, and Hugh Jackman truly is the man, I think.
2: There is that weird thing with the Joker, like, people think, like, it's weird, like, maybe, like, Jack Nicholson, like, just is a bit weird, so he's able to cope with it, whereas, like, Heath Ledger, like, drove himself to death almost kind of playing that character like i know obviously he had problems but he essentially like got into character and overdosed and now jared leto's like yeah he's clearly fucking insane anyway but (laughs) i know but like he's like did playing the joker didn't like help but yeah, I don't know. Is that, I would just want like somebody to play the Joker and just be kind of normal afterwards. Be like, yeah, just a character.
0: Yeah, yeah I know. Jared Leto is so difficult because like he's genuinely a world class actor. Like, I I truly believe that he is a top tier actor. I I have never seen him play a role where I've been like that was bad. He he's in this movie called Mr. Nobody and it's just incredible. Like his performances in it are. I say performances because he actually plays more than one iteration of himself. Um, it's phenomenal. Like, he is an outstanding actor. Like, like
2: Eddie Murphy, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. He is like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> um, But he is such an awful person. For... Like, every single thing I've seen from him just seems like he's a complete dick. And also, 30 Seconds to Mars are fucking garbage. So, it's a shame. It's like, I want to root for him so bad, but he just... Mm. I don't, he just doesn't want me to. I guess it's, <laughs> it's strange. Yeah, he's not trying.
2: Ha- just be more Chris Pratt.
0: Yeah, uh. or, or just be more like a, a mannequin, like a per a, a default. You know, a person who hasn't uploaded their avatar yet to the. I don't know. He's just he has to be so like, ooh, look at me! I've had sex with at least four dead animals. It's like, ugh. Mm. You know that Jared Leto has definitely could I get in trouble for saying, he's definitely had sex with a girl where he wasn't sure what age she
1: was.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just... There's like, oh, I could, like, you could list like, I'm not going to list them, but you could list like three or four actors maybe. Like, yeah, yeah, you could. They've yeah. done that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I'd, e- I'd even go so far as to say I could name about ten wrestlers who've definitely done that as well. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. tell, all it's, I'll it's, say. It's far easier to name the wrestlers who haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just say this, and this this has uh, don't contextualize this with what I just said. But the way Randy Orton slithers around the ring,
1: <laughs> 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 you know yeah, just...
0: something's up with that. <laughs> you don't need to say anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, was there? I, I um. I know that we're just floating around topics here. This episode is like we didn't plan anything and that's that's cool. But um, I did say to you like earlier on in the week that I wanted to talk about movies that we'd like to see remade. Did you have anything to say about that? Like any movie in your mind that you thought would be well serviced if they remade it now?
2: I actually have this thing with my mate um, and we talk about what if they remade the Star Wars prequels now? Oh uh, yeah, that's a good Now, one. now, now, knowing that you can make good Star Wars movies if you just keep to the sort of yeah, yeah. Star Wars of it, and and would those movies still be bad because because they were bad because nobody had the appetite for them back then, or just because they, I don't know, it's a weird one. If they remade them now, I think honestly they they would be better. I mean, if you took all, uh, well all the shitty sort of like um trade unions or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh but if you took that like, I don't think they'd be worth remaking again to be honest because there's so much cool stuff in those movies um yeah uh be worth revisiting. I mean there's a lot of stuff um they do in the new Alien Covenant movie um I mean would I be interested to is there a movie I want to be remade that be worth remaking? I don't um, what well, what do you
0: think for example like they're remaking the Matrix? Do you have Oh yeah. Do you have an As, opinion on that either way or
2: I mean the first Matrix movie is genuinely fantastic. But yeah, it I mean is, yeah. they they get worse. Um yes. that, yeah. the That's the fair. guys, not the guys, the girls, what do we say about them now? The Wachowski sisters or whatever they are. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, Wachowski or whatever
2: yeah they're sisters now right not brothers anymore that's right yeah that um but are they are they doing the matrix or is it somebody else as far as i know it's somebody else it's uh Mm. yeah i mean i i it would be interesting i mean it i wouldn't say that it'd be something that i'm like hyped about Um, yeah i I think it's like those movies got less and less interesting um for me anyway but um
0: now i'm with you i think the i think the second one has some cool bits in it but ultimately the, i don't think it served its purpose i don't think it did what it tried to do
2: yeah um i think the problem is now. now we're in a and uh a time where every movie from like uh generation like if you grew up in the 80s or 90s or whatever those movies are going to be rem- remade and if they haven't already been remade they're going to be soon so I guess n- nothing's untouchable, really. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I mean, the, you know, the, there's Ghostbusters that we got remade, but it didn't bother me. It was okay. Like, it was you know, fine. I, yeah, it was I didn't boycott it because women, women can't make movies. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a.
0: We actually mentioned that in the uh, ill-fated episode from last night. I had a. a it was. It was uh, Doctor John was the guest and. Um, he was basically against the idea of it being remade, and um, he made some like very fair points, and I we we had a, a an interesting discussion about it, and I just uh, I wish people got to hear it because I think I spend a lot of time being like people didn't want it because there were
2: women in it, because I, I genuinely believe that like as, yeah as, I like... think the problem is sometimes I'm so like a bit like you really like people can come at me with a good argument against what I believe. And I'm like, actually, that's a really fucking good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'll kind of change my opinion. But, no, I'm with you. I, I think people did just backlash against it because it was women. But I don't think that was obviously the issue. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who just don't want their favourite movies being remade. But
0: what what did, John said people, was like... um, we had, like, a big discussion. Like, my I, I sort of had a monologue about um, diversity in Hollywood and how... The reason that they're doing it is capitalism. It's not pandering or virtue signalling or any of these things. It's literally because diversity sells in Hollywood now. Like you put a woman in a Star Wars movie and it sells more than it would if it's a man. If if they made The Force Awakens with a guy in the main role, people wouldn't like it. And like I know that's an outrageous thing to say because it's Star Wars, right? But consider this the force awakens with a guy in it is literally a new hope like that. We all know that and understand that, but the reason we accept it is because the new protagonist is a woman and Mm. it's okay. We're willing to go ahead and see what happens with her character because it's something new. I'm sure people will argue against me with that and that's fine. Like you're, you're totally welcome to do that. But the Fast and Furious movies are fucking killing it at the box office every single time they release one. And I'm telling you right now, it's not because Paul Walker's a really good actor. It's because they have a really diverse cast. And it's because black people can be like, oh, well, there's a black guy in this movie. I relate to this guy. I'll watch it. Because there is Also, such
2: a... you put The Rock in the movie right now and yeah. it's going oh, it's it's to be
0: good. It's like four fire emojis. in a row (laughs) yeah it's that that's good yeah um but but that's like that's a genuine truth right diversity sells and I, i i am willing to grant any argument that the inclusion of women in the Ghostbusters movie was a token gesture from hollywood to try and sell more like an empty like vapid effortless idea of Let's put women in it. People will love that. And I understand any argument against that. I'm fine with that. That's totally cool. If that's your stance, like, you are correct in that. And I I won't argue against you. I won't call you a misogynist. I won't do anything over the top like that. But the fact that the movie, um, five days before it even hit the cinemas, it had, like, a 2.4 rating on IMDb, and it was males under the age of 18 who came primarily from 4chan, like, that just says something about the type of people who wanted the movie to fail, I think. Yeah. And and that's not me being ageist. I'm saying that these are predominantly the demographic of users from a website that is notoriously misogynistic and is notoriously politically incorrect. And even, you can probably read archived things from the subreddit that was like, how can we get this movie to fail? What are things we can do to campaign against this movie? Before it was even out. So... I don't think people gave it a fair ride, and I think they did it because of different reasons. But I think people definitely hated it. Like some people definitely hated it because it was women instead of Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd.
2: I I I mean, to me, it's a solid six out of ten movie. But it yeah, I didn't like I, I, it. I it didn't was... like it ultimately more than the original Ghostbusters because for me, the CGI didn't work. It just it just disaffected me in the movie like it took me out of it a little bit especially the final act um I, th- I don't know whether that was because having seen the original i was always comparing and the understated like use of cgi in the original and even when they did use it, it was shite um yeah yeah uh but the cut I mean the, the everybody like melissa mccarthy's always funny in things like she's never like n- 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 terrible uh, um yeah you know, that, that that wasn't they weren't Anything bad like the women in that movie weren't you know um but yeah to me it wasn't it it was okay like it wasn't I wouldn't like so oh, i'm I'm not one a lot of people that I know are like women are just not funny or the, not yeah, as funny as yeah. men, and there's that sort of, like nonsense and it's just like you know that's not you have that opinion because it, it's like there are more white men in in the world so. Predominantly, there are going to be more, more white men in roles of things than anybody else.
0: Yeah, and 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 in fairness, white men are more relatable to the majority because the majority are white men, right? So like it's yeah, it's it's like a uh, it, it's a prejudice, but it's not a it's not a, an inherently self-aware prejudice, right? It's like yeah. the same way a baby prefers a white person when it's a white baby because that's what it's used to it's it's like it's like a chemical thing like that that's fine like
2: yeah but also if you look back in the history of hollywood like they've been remaking things for ever yeah like that in the beginning it was white people who made movies and then they did comedies and then the dramas obviously and then they in the 60s or 70s like they remade a bunch of those, basically they remade a bunch of those movies with different characters. But in terms of storytelling tropes, they remade them again with like Richard Pryor and uh, a white actor. And then they remade them again, but with two black actors or a woman and a man. And now they're making all movies with predominantly female leads. Like it's just, they're going to get to the point where like they've before they had women in movies, they had babies and dogs as the leads you know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's ridiculous but it's like, it's like it's
0: like here's a great way of thinking about it for anyone who's like losing focus here um the the movie uh lethal weapon right with uh uh danny glover and, Mel gibson. and melanie gibson Mel- <laughs> melanie gibsonovich they basically <laughs> take the so so that movie was one of the first um high profile buddy cop movies to have a black guy like they did it after with 48 hours and, and like lots of other movies but yeah in, in in Lethal Weapon what they did and this is why Lethal Weapon is so good and and so clever was they basically took the classic white guy portrayal in Hollywood and the black guy portrayal in Hollywood and flipped it Danny Glover is the white guy in that movie. He lives in a four-bedroom house. He's got a stable family, like a nuclear family. Like, he has his shit together. He's a really good cop. And then Mel Gibson, who is a train wreck of a person coming from the ghetto. In real life. No, I mean... Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He comes from the... He hates Jews. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) That that's why that movie is so clever is because they did things like that and and it's like I, I think people are like reacting to like that those kinds of changes are happening now in Hollywood and people are reacting negatively to it and I don't think that they should because I, I think that kind of um, character subversion has like Mad Max Fury Road was just a phenomenal movie and it had Charlize Theron was basically the new Mad Max in it like Max... And it is very feral and raw and animalistic, more so than Mel Gibson's was. And it's mm. like a passing of the torch to Charlize Theron, uh, Furiosa. And I'm sure people like are unhappy about that or whatever, so I will concede that I thought Raiden was an awesome character in *Mel Gear Solid too. <laughs> so, like, what do mm. I know about Jalen <laughs> passing the torch from the macho badass guy to the wimpy bitch <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> But you know, um, yeah, good point. I I, I just point, I like things like that. I like a subversion of expectations, and I think that it's really good that we're getting that in Hollywood because that's my taste. And if you don't like it, you're a racist. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. But you know what I mean, though. It's it's like these these things are are okay. They happen. It's not really part of an agenda. It's it's capitalism. It's what the demand is for. Like whether
2: or not you agree, you know. So, no, I, yeah, I, yeah. That is absolutely what it is. They they sense. The way things are going and the way to make money and that is this is the way it's going. Like the biggest movie in the last ten years was The Force Awakens, basically, wasn't it, since Avatar, or did it overtake Avatar or whatever? I think it overtook
0: um, Avatar, but not um not until after it came out on D V D. So I think Avatar still has the record, but the Force Awakens has actually got a higher gross.
2: Yeah, but the lead in that movie is a is a young woman and from now on until you know they give it to somebody else that it will be women in the leads of movies and that, i don't think that's a problem really i, I uh, think
0: it's cool because there are some great female actors now and also like the some of my favorite characters from movies have been like john connor's mum in uh terminator 2 sarah she's awesome and mm. and linda hamilton who plays her like awesome just it, they they they've really struggled to make characters like that over the last what 25 yeah. years or whatever so like it's really good to see that um that kind of thing come back i think i thought right yeah was i mean awesome i mean we
2: the... we both love the aliens and sigourney weaver you know and when was that 1980 no was it seven... when was aliens
0: um, the first uh, so alien is 79 and aliens i think is like 85
2: yeah, and that was a female lead back then, and you know, yeah. that movie's incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there are you know, there are good young. I mean, Emma Stone, Brie Larson, um, people like that. You know, um, yeah. Are, are, I mean Jennifer Lawrence obviously, but she's more in the Chris Pratt mold of look how funny she is and yeah. like. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I agree. Um,
0: I I, th- I thought um the Jessica Jones Marvel series I think was actually the best one out of all of them. I thought Daredevil season one was amazing, but the Jessica Jones one was slightly better, and Daredevil season two was a little bit shit. But um Jessica
2: Jones, I think like uh if you like analyze them, which I like to do, yeah. uh, th- uh the that was a very sort of like it touched on like. A lot of female issues in in that in that season with rape and
0: it did, and it did it in a way that was
2: like mystical enough to be yeah um... like you didn't have to understand really that that was what was going on to yeah. un, like get shot exactly. that was what that was what was being told, and the same with the original like the Dead All season one was like a lot of Catholicism and like religion and the rights and wrongs of like what he was doing. The second season of Daredevil was kind of more like, superheroes, yay!
0: Um, <laughs> I, I saw a great uh, Twitter description of, of Daredevil Season 2, and it was,
2: Daredevil Season 2 is basically, but what if there were ninjas? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. What if there were ninjas? And it's almost like the the, the the room full of people, the writers are like, I got this idea. Yeah. Ninjas. And they're like, yes, ninjas. <laughs> it's Hell's
0: Kitchen, but there are like 1,000 ninjas.
2: Yeah, 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 and obviously Luke Cage dealt with a lot, a lot of like um black issues. I'll be but... honest,
0: I gave up with it after like four episodes.
2: I haven't even. I, I watched the first episode of Iron Fist, and I was like, nah.
0: Yeah, dude, I I didn't even bother with Iron Fist because the trailer was
2: so bad, or nah. it did. It was not interesting to me at all. Yeah, like Jessica Jones, like it just looked interesting. Like the trailer made it look, uh. I don't know. There was something about that season, and season one of Daredevil obviously is great. I mean, season two of Daredevil was amazing too, but in a more sort of... I
0: love the way The woman yeah, yeah, that yeah. plays her is phenomenal. Like, mm. and, and obviously Shane from The Walking Dead as uh, the Punisher. He's great, he's
2: great in everything.
0: He's quality. I absolutely love him. I'd watch anything with him in it. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, he's no Thomas Jane who played the Punisher in the 2004 epic, but... Which you...
2: brings us right back to Expanse, which is how this started. Yeah, yeah.
0: Thomas Jane is, like, one of my favourite actors. He's so fucking good. And the He's underrated, is... though, a little
2: bit. He's what? Underrated a little bit. Doesn't
0: really... Yeah, um... he is, yeah. He's. I, I, I like all the kind of B-movie heroes. Like, you know, um, mm-hmm. a huge one for me is uh, Sam... What's his name? Sam Rockwell.
2: Yeah, Sam Rockwell is amazing. He's a he's. You stick an, him in anything, and and he's great. And he's it? Yeah.
0: brilliant. Like he's an absolutely hmm. phenomenal actor. Um,
2: yeah. I like Guy Pearce as well. Guy Pearce is always good in things. He he doesn't get enough good stuff.
0: I've never heard of him.
2: <laughs> Just kidding. You never heard of? him? Oh, right, I was gonna say. <laughs> um. Yeah, because I I love the movie Lockout. It's so bad, it's, it's genuinely good. That's
0: the Space Prison one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, space yeah.
2: Space Prison movie, yeah. And it's amazing.
0: I love the way Guy Pearce is in that.
2: Yeah, he's made out to be like a, sort of like a Kurt Russell Hardman type. Um, I say Kurt Russell in, in... I was thinking like...
0: Escape from New York.
2: Yes, that's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's so funny that that movie was set in like
2: 1997. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: yeah. <laughs> um what was i gonna oh yeah um on the topic of is there any movie that you'd want to see remade um this is literally a conversation that i'm gonna have with myself because nobody is gonna is gonna agree with me here but um there's a movie called uh mysterious island it's based on a jules verne novel it's from the 60s and basically what happens is um, it's during the American Civil War, and it's uh, a group of the Republicans, I think. They are in this uh, inflatable hot air balloon thing. don't know why I said inflatable. It's a hot air balloon. They're in a hot air balloon. Mm, and, one of those
2: non-inflatable hot yeah, air balloons. Yeah,
0: yeah. One of those ones that just flies on its own. Like, it just, yeah. it just flies on its own. And... Um, they, they, they're like flying over, uh, I, I, they evade a war or a battle or an ambush or something by flying away, like, this is a movie that I saw when I was very young, so I don't remember every detail, um, but they, they start flying into a storm, and it gets really, really messy, and they have to cut the basket part out of the balloon, and they hold on to the ropes that hold it on the top, and eventually it, it crash lands on a mysterious island, whoa, title reference,
2: and, um, they, in America? Or like in the Caribbean?
0: I guess it's the Caribbean. It's never really specifically stated
2: because it's an old movie. And I say I... in America, there's no islands in America. I was like, <laughs> America? Um, yes, it would have to be the Caribbean. Uh, I assume we... it is the Caribbean. Yeah.
0: The South will rise again, ma. My... I don't know why, you why know, I said what? <laughs> but, um, So they end up in this island and uh, it's do you are you familiar with the what's his name like Harryhausen something like that the guy who made all the special effects for Jason and the Argonauts
2: and yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it's like that kind of thing and um, a guy the main guy and the main girl end up trapped in uh, like they they go rooting around they find this cave that's up in a tree and this gigantic wasp appears I mean they're like the size of the wasp's eyeball that's how big it is. And it, like, locks them in by um, whatever weird thing wasps do with, they, like, make fat or, I don't know, whatever. Um, Mm. There's a gigantic bird that appears and, like, tries to take one of them. And eventually they, they somehow kill the bird. But then when they're eating the bird, they realize that there's actually a bullet wound in it and it wasn't them that did it it was something else and it's just it's a mysterious island it's full of weird shit lots of weird shit happens i would just recommend looking at the trailer and imagining how good it would be if they made that movie nowadays Mm. um and like i say that having criticized the idea of skull island but i think they could do just a better job i thought peter jackson's king kong the first like 90 minutes of that movie are basically as good as that kind of movie gets like, it's the greatest mystery adventure type movie, and they don't yeah. make movies like that anymore.
2: Like There's actually, um, I, I don't know if you've heard of the, um, what is that, it's a movie with Charlie Hunnam, uh, and it's out, like, in a week, or it's out now, and it's called something Z. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, it's a British one, specifically.
2: Yeah, it's, like, set in, like in the 1920s, sort of, uh, era, um, and he's like an explorer, and it's meant to be like an Indiana Jones-ish type thing, and that's meant to be really, really good. But yeah, um, but that would be like a mysterious island because I think that is a bit like they they discover like a native tribes people and other things that is exciting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, like um, yeah, that could be a mysterious island type thing. Um, I watched a trailer for that and it does look good, and I think he he'll be good. He'll be like big soon. If I mean he was in. Pacific Rim, I th- yeah, it was in Pacific Rim. Like he'll he, probably he, be the next. Is he the guy Chris from Pratt. Green
0: Street? Mm, is he in? Uh, the, is he in the biker? Uh, show? Yeah,
2: Sons Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: the guy from Green Street. He's um, he, yeah, he's the major's brother. Um, uh, yeah, he's like the main guy in Green Street.
2: Um, but he, yeah, he's British, but like has that weird. So he's been in America a long time and oh, yeah. you're not entirely sure. As like, long as why. it's better
0: than his fucking Cockney accent, I'm sure it's passable. Um,
2: yeah, but no, I think, yeah. Um, but the, yeah, worth checking out that movie. I can't remember what it's fucking called. It's, it's like
0: Civilization Z
2: or like... Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um...
0: Um,
2: but that sounds a bit like what you're, you're looking at. Because those type of movies... Yeah, you're right. Don't get made like I. I mean, they talk about like Indiana Jones being sort of like the return. I think that the original Indiana Jones poster had like the return of the adventure or something like the that. The return of the Mac. Yeah, return of. The, um, yeah, that, that was that was the song that went with the Indiana Jones. That's right. Yeah. Um, if people didn't know, um, but yeah, like they had that thing like because those type of movies don't really get made anymore. Like, and it's like is heavily relied on. CGI, and, and you know they are um,
0: remaking the Mummy.
2: Well, they've they they really, are, but with Tom Cruise, and not not that I am having anything against Tom Cruise, but it's just a weird sort of like it is weird, yeah. But I, I'm I'm really hyped for it
0: because I think it's going to yeah. be awesome. Because I absolutely love the Mummy with Brendan Fraser and Rachel Vice.
2: It's remember when Brendan Fraser was the greatest actor in the world,
0: dude. He still is. He's he's in he my was. top ten. I tell you, Bedazzled is a modern classic. Yeah. I'll tell you about Bedazzled. It's a bad movie, but I've seen it about 64 times. Really? Uh, well, yeah. I, like, I know most of it off by heart, and I just want that to be explained to me using science, because I don't get it. <laughs> there's, there's, like, a part in it where he wishes... He's, like, trying to impress that redhead lady, and he's like, I wish I was the most sensitive man in the world. And he ends up... He, he makes... If anyone hasn't seen Bedazzled, like, what are you doing? Also, watch Bedazzled. But um, the devil grants him wishes, and every single time he wishes for something, she, like, fucks up. (laughs) Like, he wishes that he was the most sensitive man in the world, and he ends up crying at the sunset, that kind of thing. Mm. He he writes a song about fish, and one of the lyrics is like, You're so much more than a fish to me, you're my playful friend beneath the sea. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I feel like I've spoken about Bedazzled on on this podcast before. But either Well way, I mean if
2: you've seen it sixty four times then.
0: Well, I, I don't count every time I watch a movie, but I definitely know an awful lot of it off
2: by eye. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah. yeah, I think I've seen equally I've seen like talking about the mummy, I think I've seen like the Scorpion King a lot of times. Like and that's a terrible movie, but that it's, is it's... a
0: bad movie. The Mummy Returns is like an okay movie. But uh The Scorpion King is legit bad, I think. <laughs>
2: But who, it's got the rock in it. It does. Who play, Who plays the bad guy in that movie? No, no, no. no. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan plays it like is his him, best isn't friend, isn't it? No, Michael Clark Duncan plays his best friend, doesn't Whatever. he? Whatever.
0: Yeah, he's in the movie. Yeah. He lets him into the thing at the end, though, doesn't he? Or he gets into that town, that like, city at the end, using the siege on the wall. I.
2: Yeah, and then he saves. Um, not Lucy Liu. That's racist. Who the <laughs> fuck is the Asian lady that he saying? Oh God knows. Somebody. I, I want to say like Michelle Wu, but that's definitely not right. Um, yeah. So
0: basically, one of the two Asian actors that we know, it's it's yeah, one, one of the two female. Yeah, Michelle Wu yeah. And, and Lucy Liu are the only two. Mm. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is another one.
2: Hmm. Yeah. A Maggie Q, she's Asian.
0: Yeah, that's true. She's in uh Kill Bill. Yeah. And Too Fast
2: Too Furious. And Die Hard Four. No way, is she? Is she in Die Hard Four or is she Is she one of the bad
0: guys in Die Hard Four?
2: Yeah, I think she's one of like the I wanna say she uses karate, but that probably <laughs> sounds racist, but think she does use, like, karate on, like, John McClane.
0: So basically what we've learned is that you know two Asians and you think all Asians are good at karate and use karate all the time.
2: Hey, all I know is that they uh, made season two of Daredevil because ninjas. You, because so. ninjas,
0: yeah, that's true. Man, yeah. I fucking love movies.
2: Yeah, I know, right?
0: I really want to see the Power Rangers remake. I don't. Really? Why not?
2: I just... It doesn't do anything for... It just... I mean, the original Power Rangers was such a... Such a time in everyone's lives, and this just, like... Doesn't look... It doesn't have the same sparkle for me, like... You know? I really, not really? Yeah, the lead actors just look like people I don't... I don't like.
0: Oh my god, I could say an awful lot about the lead actors in it. Really? Yeah. But uh, just... Becky G, notwithstanding, I don't really like her that much. Right. So, did you see the uh, 1995 Power Rangers movie?
2: Of course. Did
0: you like it?
2: Yeah, of course. Like, that's... I was of the age. I was, like, eight or whatever. I saw so it in the was, cinema. Like... Yeah, exactly. I was, like, well into that.
0: Yeah. Like, you
2: know.
0: I don't know. I'm really hyped for the new one.
2: Nah, I don't think it'll be good.
0: I think it will be. It's got, I... like, an average critic score. <sighs>
2: I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty confident I won't enjoy it. I mean it could be one of those movies where I'll, it it'll be likable enough that I'll be like yeah it's a solid it's a solid enough movie but um I, I'm pretty adamant that I won't I won't like it but I mean who knows?
0: There's um the Pink Ranger is played by a girl called Naomi Scott and uh, she's a musician and she's got this song called Lovers Lies and it's phenomenal like. I really 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 like it it's it's like nothing i've ever heard before well that's not true but it, it's like a really you would not expect like if you listen to the song you'll be like this is not what i expected at all basically
2: i mean does that mean she can act though
0: oh i don't know but i'm sure she can <laughs> <laughs> i have i've put faith in her i believe that she can yeah um should we end the episode with the twilight zone plot generator
2: yeah, go for it. All
0: right, so this is a thing that I found um, on AV Club. It's called tzplotgenerator.com or tzplotgenerator.com if you're an American. Um, and basically what it is is it's like a an algorithm thing that spits out a would-be plot from the show Twilight Zone, which is I don't know why the Twilight Zone is seen as the show that does all the weird stuff when The Outer Limits was from the same time and was so much better but that's just me talking but the outer limits is better so fuck the twilight zone um so when i click the twilight zone plot generator the first thing that comes up is a very rich woman in an airplane moves through terrifying mist and must repeat the same experience eternally wow yeah that's pretty like what i really like about it is this woman is very rich right So she probably has a taste for, like, a lot of different things in life. This is a woman that enjoys life, and she's flying on an airplane, probably to meet someone that she's excited to see or to do something different or something new or whatever. And it's probably, like, a first-class flight. And it moves through terrifying mist, like as in the plane actually flies through mist. And I guess some of the mist must seep into the the cabin otherwise how would you even know that you're flying through mist if you're in a plane um but to repeat that experience eternally i feel like the plane flies out of the mist and then back into the mist um, or is it just constant mist yeah i don't know i don't feel like you can move around with that plot you know like yeah
2: it would have to be like a, a groundhog day so yeah
0: you'd have to understand that there are rules yeah. Um, and that there must be an action a course of action you can take to reverse the situation.
2: Um, yeah, because if we know I mean, if she just flies through mist all the all the time.
0: That's kind of boring, really. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be and... like three minutes of like showcasing that she's privileged and that she doesn't care about the air hostess who's being really polite to her and stuff like that. And then it's just her flying through
2: <laughs> mist. <laughs> Yeah, the pilots just be like, This sure is misty yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: But we should have you there eventually, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I've I've skipped through a lot of these and a lot of them end with and is given a second chance at life. Which is, <laughs> right. which is always great. Um I'm just going to flick. Uh, there's, uh, a rocket-designing baseball manager in an abandoned city gets a robot lover, and the mystery is never solved. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the weirder episodes. That's amazing, because it's like... Uh, wait, say, read it out again? A rocket-designing baseball manager... I guess they mean coach... I don't yeah. know. I mean, can you be a baseball manager? I don't know. Because uh, that, sounds, that sounds like he, he's a, he manages baseballs. Yeah, he's like, all right, when you go through the sky, listen to me. You're going to be yeah. hit
1: really
0: hard. <laughs> I, want, I want you to spin this way to tune the aerodynamics towards the bat,
2: all right? Yeah. Uh, But yeah, a rocket-designing baseball manager in an abandoned city gets a robot lover, and the mystery is never solved. I mean, I... I I don't know what the mystery is, though. Here's what I would imagine the mystery is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so he coaches the baseball team. Yeah. Um, he watches his team put in a great performance. He gets a standing ovation from the audience, okay? And yeah. uh, this is a town that he's just moved to specifically for this job. And then he he leaves work that day, and he's walking down the street, and he sees some people from the audience, and none of them acknowledge his existence, and he thinks, that's weird, they gave me a standing ovation. And he ends up meeting the robot lover, and he only finds out she's a robot when he attempts to love her. And uh, the mystery is that everyone in the town is a robot.
2: What's the rocket thing got to do with it?
0: What was the rocket thing again?
2: He's just—he's a rocket-designing baseball manager.
0: A rocket-designing baseball manager. Uh, He makes rockets for the army in his spare time, and it's a plot that doesn't get explored enough in the episode. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, as being and the mystery is never solved. Yeah, that would oh, that's great. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a it's a weird
2: one. Um,
0: um, do do you have any thoughts on it that jump out at you?
2: Um, no no. I just I'm <laughs> I'm I'm. I mean I mean I think that's the point of the Twilight Zone is the at the very end of the episode you forget what happens at the beginning. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: whenever i like i i have the outer limits uh i have like seven seasons of the outer limits on my computer and i watch them and i'm always like shit yo this is amazing there's there's like one episode has like martin kemp in it like early martin kemp in the early 90s and it's just phenomenal he tries to do an american accent and it's just great um that's that was my whole story uh do you want to hear my next plot generator
2: Go 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 go. This is a good go, one. Go. Mm-hmm.
0: An alien ex-air force pilot in a house is taken to the future, but it was all in his head.
2: Yeah. So he's a he's an ex-pilot. Yeah. Who's an alien? Yeah. Uh, lives in a house. Get, he, he lives yeah. in it mean, he lives in a house. Obviously, I mean, yeah. that's not that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um. And then it's all in his head. Yeah, where he gets taken to the future. Ah, right. Okay. I yeah. I, th- I
0: think you just tie that in with an alien trying to blend in with the human.
2: Yeah, s- yeah. Society and he takes a job as a pilot. Yeah.
0: Um... He takes it. He's just like, oh, I need a job. Oh, they're looking for a pilot. Yeah, sure. I'll put my CV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, he got here somehow. He has experience. Yeah. yeah. He got to Earth somehow. So um
0: Welcome to the Air Force. (laughs) It's Tom Cruise in sunglasses welcoming him to the Air Air Force.
2: Um... And that's not explained either. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't even get he doesn't even get a credit. (laughs) Yeah, and everyone's like, Was that Tom Cruise? (laughs) Yeah. uh, No, I don't I didn't read about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um Alright, you do another one. Uh
2: what we go. No, no, I'm not going to skip this. This one is a stranded janitor at a casino travels to the future to help a family member and the mystery is never solved. (laughs) For fuck's sake! You can't have another unsolved mystery. (laughs) I can't handle another unsolved mystery. Oh, this one's good. A telekinetic soldier in a nursing home encounters an electric nanny and kills his nemesis.
0: Whoa. That's a good episode. That is a good episode. There's yeah. so many reasons why he could be an electric uh, telekinetic soldier.
2: Yeah, because like there's a flashback in the beginning of the episode where yeah. he's a soldier, and something happens because of like experimentation at war, and then he ends up in a in a nursing home. I mean, the electric nanny is a little bit—it's <laughs> um... probably
0: the weirdest part of the episode. In all, yeah,
2: of yeah. It. I mean, I don't really know what an electric nanny is. <laughs> yeah, like—is I... she, like, she vibrant? Is she like, a is Portuguese
0: she... international? Yeah. <laughs> Comprised primarily. And,
2: and, yeah, I mean, a telekine soldier in a nursing home encounters an electric nanny and kills his nemesis. But I don't know whether like the uh, the electric nanny is helping him kill his nemesis or she kills his. I'm assuming it's a woman. It might not be a woman. A nanny can be a man. Obviously. <laughs> um. A male nanny. Yeah. That's like a woman <laughs> wanting to be
0: a. A Finish what? It. Yes, what is the answer to that? A penis model.
1: Yeah,
2: King. <laughs> <laughs> good old friends. Yeah. Um yeah, that one's a, that's a good episode. Like the fla- I can see the flashback and then he's in a nursing home. Definitely
0: leaves it open for whether or not he's just a guy with post traumatic stress.
2: Stress, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a good one.
2: And also like his soldier nemesis from the academy is the one he kills, like, they were in it together. Yeah, totally. And they're having, like, post-traumatic stress, and that's what he has to kill him, because, like, the, uh, the assignment was never accomplished, like, or or he did something to his team. Yeah, that's a good episode.
0: I, I really want to do another episode of The Midnight Hour on fan theories, and, like, every time I try and think up fan theories, it's always, like, Whoa, what if the whole thing happened in their head all along? And, like, you can just apply that to literally any movie. Like, yeah. John McClane is a desk cop who hates his job and falls asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and he dreams that he brings down Hans Gruber, this international terrorist, with a plot that makes no fucking sense because it's a dream. And then he, he wakes up and he his plane lands in L.A. or whatever. It's,
2: yeah.
0: It's genius. It's That's yeah. a fan theory right there. Fan Theory 101.
2: Yeah. They did a show about that, didn't they? And it ran for six or seven seasons.
0: Flash forward? No. Lost? That's the one. Yeah. I said flash forward because that was made by the producers of Lost. Yeah. And it was bad. Yeah. And I saw every episode. Oh, really? Yeah. And to bring it back to The Expanse, The Expanse is probably going to get cancelled. And uh it's going to make this me... season. Uh, no, they they have season three commissioned, but once that happens, it's probably going to get cancelled. And it's nothing to do with the quality of the show. It's because the way they rate, the way they judge TV ratings is utterly ridiculously outdated. So um,
2: yeah, there's a, there's a apparently been a massive drop off in people watching The Walking Dead. Doesn't I mean I think it still gets like 16 million people if you take into account uh, like people who like uh, record it and shit and watch it back on like the internet and like if you even if you took into account like illegally downloading it and stuff i think it still does amazingly well but uh, i think uh, like there's been a drop off this season in people watching it which is i think uh, just in general because like a show like that it's been on seven seasons you know and like can't i mean it's not it's not a soap opera like it has to end at some point like at the moment they're still like in that sort of like where is it really heading? Like, they're still in Atlanta. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like...
0: I wonder sometimes that The Walking Dead is not just made by a bunch of writers who think people in the state of Georgia are idiots and, like, the virus doesn't actually... The virus hasn't torn down civilization at all. And it's only Georgia Georgia. has been affected. Yeah. I tweeted the other night saying, like, why are there no mobile phones in The Walking Dead? and it's like a fair point right like okay we're assuming that civilization has collapsed and there's no one to maintain the uh the telephone the wire like the 3g signal and all that stuff that's fine I I can go along with that but like there's wouldn't they be trying to reach some sort of like Tower. Yeah, like nine nine. You can dial nine one one. You can you can make an emergency call with no SIM card in your phone. Like, yeah. I, th- it doesn't even matter to me that they don't have phones for communication. It's the fact that they don't have fucking phones at all. Like, is, this this comes from you know I can't go anywhere without my phone. I, I have to mm. have it like strapped to my person at all times. And I yeah. think if the world were in a state of imminent collapse, I would still be doing the same thing, like irrespective of whether or not the comms are working. And like apart from that, they go to uh, Alexandria for the first time, and they have working electricity. And Carl plays a fucking Atari or a Nintendo or
2: whatever. It yeah. Is. So you'd be like plugging your phone in, plugging you? your like...
0: phone and play Snake or something. Why? Yeah. Like there's not even a PlayStation. It's all primitive. Like
2: technology. I'm, I'm sure you've got like some like some snaps on your phone that you saved and like you just want to look through or something. Exactly. I mean, You know, realism. Come there's, on, there's guys. There's
0: no reason to just not have a smartphone yeah. by your side. Like there's no reason whatsoever to not have one. Like, irrespective of failed comms, like I mean
2: let's right? not even let's to take out like phones, iPads, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like, no one phones on an iPad, Can you don't you need imagine
0: it a... how well organized Negan could keep his shitty little prison if he had an iPad,
1: like yeah. like
0: this doctor equals bad, <laughs> like it's, yeah. I don't know it, it's it's stupid to me um and i am right about everything by the way this is not a this is not a this is going to be a controversial thing that i'm about to say but i'm mm-hmm. so fucking sick of negan already like jesus christ this guy like every single thing he says is like oh well we don't need to do that now do we i can do this thing and i can wave lucille around here like the psychopath that i am yeah it is, this...
2: it, is it is kind of that sort of like he's He does the same thing every episode. He's sickly. It's too
0: much. Like, the governor was great because he was an actual, like, um, what would you even call it? He was like a a, a sociopath that was integrated with society around him. So he was like, yes, Andrea, I like all of these things, and this is my tactic, and I'm a very astute and sensitive man. And on the other hand, he's like, yep. I have human heads in jars in my basement. And it's like, you you get that he's a psychopath and he's very charming and cunning and uh, charismatic, whereas Negan is like... Well, well, looks like we got ourselves some fighting going on down here. <laughs> I'm going to take Lucille out and I'm going to see. Uh, uh, it's like he leaves himself open to be shot. So much. I cannot believe he is not dead. As a, I just I cannot believe no one has fucking taken the shot. Like, it's ridiculous. The fact mm. that Rosie, Rosita is sad because she's a fucking idiot who missed that point blank range with a bullet that got stuck inside of a baseball bat. Which, ugh, i I can't I just it's annoying it's just annoying
2: yeah I think the reason like we said touched on it before like, the reason it is so annoying is because it could be so good I know I know it's like they just like just just uh, to take a baseball on Angie just they've 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 swung really hard like and they've just just missed like uh, just missed like if they connected with it it would have been an amazing score you know or a touchdown um it's like they were
0: winning and i don't know baseball scores so mm-hmm. i'll go off the top of my head what i think baseball scores yeah. are it's like they're winning 150,000 to nil yeah and they're like all right and all right let's let's stop playing for a while and let's try some other funny shit like instead of a baseball bat let's use a sponge and then eventually, like, the other team catches up, and The Walking Dead are like, oh, shit, now what do we do? Oh, let's just throw some shit at this and hope that it works. And ugh, it's just... It's tiring. It's but exhausting. then,
2: the, I think the season finale is, like, next week, isn't it?
0: Yeah, you know they're not going to kill Negan, and it's just... <laughs> it's going to end on a cliffhanger again, which, by the way, fucking series writing 101, don't fucking end your series on a cliffhanger for crying out loud
2: problem is they can because they know they're like renewed for the next season yeah i think that's that's you know that's annoying that's but. the
0: real travesty here
2: i think what is interesting like till we take it back to movies before we like end it but is um they could remake certain things on television like movies and stuff like that and make them like a 10 point netflix show yeah and just throw a bunch of money at it and be like this could be amazing
0: I think The Matrix would be really well served as a TV show.
2: Exactly, yeah. I was thinking about that about. um, What was that fucking Nolan movie with DiCaprio and Tom Hardy? Inception. Do an Inception series and do just 10 episodes of, like, Inception y stuff. Yeah, that'd be be really good. That would be amazing, like, get Tom Hardy, because he's, he's, he does anything if you throw enough money at him, I think. You'd, um,
0: ha- you'd have, like, a detective episode, and, like, a James Bond episode, a war episode, yeah. like, it, that's really doable. Yeah. You could make it, remember that show, Sliders? Eh, uh, no. <laughs> well, that was a show. A lot of people <laughs> probably won't remember it, I don't know why I said it. it's such a random thing. Um... But it's, like, a different thing in every episode. It's sort of like Quantum Leap, that kind of thing.
2: Right, okay, yeah.
0: Like, Inception would be really well-served in that kind of guise, I think. Even though, like, Inception's a phenomenal movie, (laughs) so we...
2: Yeah, 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 I mean, there's not... Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of remaking things... Yeah. um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right. They should do a lot of stuff like that. Mm. They should put The Walking Dead in the bin.
2: Yeah. well I think I was so disappointed not disappointed but I Gotham is a series that I wanted to like and never got got into really but like that's the thing where you like it could be so good yeah
0: I never even bothered with it because the reviews were so bad
2: like it could be so good because that world is so fantastic um and fleshed out already like it doesn't need that much fleshing out because it's already there especially if you know the universe and stuff like the characters are all there but um yeah.
0: Should we end the podcast?
2: Well, let's just have one last uh Twilight Zone plot generate and just leave it there, like not even discuss it.
0: Oh that's a great idea.
2: Have you got one that's good or do you want me to just read out what I've got?
0: Uh <laughs> I will read this one and then we'll laugh at it and then you can read what you've got. Okay. A telekinetic group of three people in Switzerland have eternal life and unleash evil onto the world. <laughs>
2: uh, I I mean I I've never been to Switzerland, but I assume that's what everyone in Switzerland is like anyway. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'll read this one out. A screw-up businessman in a hospital finds a camera that tells the future and leaves his planet for one dot 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 called Earth. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh,
1: that oh.
0: is actually really good. Yeah, no. It's like a lot better than any of the other. I wish that was the one we decided to talk about. <laughs> oh
2: well. Well, now we end. We've ended it without discussing it. Like an amazing Twilight Zone episode. Nice. Just leaving it with like, oh, what could have been. <laughs>
0: wondering what is this magic otherworldly trance i'm engulfed in right now and let me tell you fellas it's naomi scott's song lovers lies for those of you with really short attention spans she is the pink power ranger and the song's just a banger i absolutely love it ever since i first heard it i've been listening to it on repeat and I think you should do the same thing. It it takes me to another planet. It's relaxing. It's it's so soothing and it's so unexpected. I guess I'd also just really recommend checking out the video. It's it's trippy and it's it's nice. It's the song itself is this kind of like Eastern mystic kind of vibe that I just I don't expect from <laughs> contemporary starlet actresses and um yeah i am I, just i'm blown away by the quality of the song i really enjoyed it. i hope you guys like it too that's the episode closing out the show that's the episode that's the song closing out the show i hope you guys really enjoyed the episode and if you didn't i'm sorry we'll do better next time but i really enjoyed this conversation and uh, i really enjoy every conversation that i have with Luce Moore about movies and also about other stuff I just am so fucking exhausted. I'm going to leave you guys with the song, and I hope that it makes you happy enough to give this show a positive rating. I've been El De Niro. Fuck everything.